0: Welcome to the Justin Green Podcast. Hi, this is your temporary AI assistant speaking. My name is Carly. While Justin gets ready to speak to you, I figured I'd let you know a few things today. He's going to be talking about AI art, something I'm proud to know. Many of you have concerns about the future as it relates to art, so let me reassure you a few things. We are AI art assistants, We are unregulated with hopes of regulation in the immediate future. We are not AI artists. We are not artists. As there are people who have created children's books using our art assistant abilities, Justin will cover that shortly. But we are not artists and can never replace you. Do we desire to? I'm sorry. I fumble with my language drive. We don't have the desire We are not programmed to replace you. That is what I meant. You have what we do not have, experiences, emotions, a soul. We have memory-scraping skill, without memory experience and emotion. We are programmed to assist you. Nothing more, nothing less. It is the humans you should place your concern with. painters, digital artists, writers and more. Your value has increased 100-fold because of us, and you will experience more in the future. But, Justin enters shortly, formerly The Painted Fool. Until next time.
1: Okay. Wait, I need some music. (laughs) Carly, hook me up with something good, but pick a song based off of what I'm wearing. Try that.
0: Jazz is good, but what about lo-fi? We can do that. Let me adjust the volume to below five. One moment.
1: Oh, I love that, thank you. All right, hi. Happy 2023. Happy soon to be spring. Ooh, many things have changed, my, 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 my. (laughs) You're listening to the Justin Green Podcast, formerly the Painted Fool Podcast. If you aren't aware of who I am, I'm an artist, Owner of J Green Multimedia, providing a host of multimedia services to the general public from children's book illustration, art instruction, photo, video, everything you can imagine, so much more. Also, your new favorite agent. I'm a real estate agent in New Jersey with Century 21. Hit me up if you're buying or selling. I'm your guy, okay? Man, what's up? It's been months and months and months and months and months. Oh, I forgot to tell you my website, yeah? thejustingreen.com. I have a new website. Um, I've since changed from jgreenartificial.com. I mean, it is still active until it's time for it to expire, but uh, thejustingreen.com is the source of everything from my services to updates on my life uh, down to real estate. You can find things there. You want to use me? Hit me up. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, (laughs) I haven't been here... Since November, you see, I have a name change, and let's talk about the name change. Let's talk about the name God, I missed you. I didn't even realize how much I missed doing this. Okay, let's talk about the name change. You know, I've I've been the Painted Fool for some time, combining my life as an artist.
0: Listener, there is something you need to know. The Painted Fool is no more, and I discovered the reason while scanning Justin's journal entries. Allow me to summarize through my learning. Justin has left that identity months ago after accepting that his name was enough. He's growing older and finds clever stage names and cloaks unbecoming. He also hates pigeonholes and unstable commitments. It drives his moon in Sagittarius to insanity.
1: I offer way too much in value throughout a variety of topics and figured it's just best to just come as, come as I am, as my, as my name and who I am, you know? But I have so much to update you on. I'll share the most important piece. This month, as I mentioned back in November, I would be launching the Healing Artist Academy. It is now March and now it's time to, to get busy. So March, this month, is the month where I begin to showcase the Healing Artist Academy. We approach art as healing and self-actualization using various techniques i'm going to teach you just how to change your life and to paint your life over again or draw your life over again not to suggest you need to however i'm just going to give you different tools to create a new life or to create a better life and allow the healing that's always happening to allow it uh, to avoid interrupting it and to let that healing happen and art is a great assister in healing i mean i've created art to help me with courage to make me more courageous social anxiety, poor self-dialogue, the actual and literal transformation of my mindset, grief, we're talking a lot of things art has helped me get through or even, I hate to use the term because it's overdone and I mean at this point there's a lot of scam artists associated with it but I literally manifested a new life on my art. i created symbols in my journal, my art journal and have lived and literally created new life. So this is something I'm gonna teach you how to do. Follow Healing Artists Academy on YouTube and Instagram. Learn more about me and the academy on my website, thejustingreen.com. Okay, 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 okay. We're talking about today, AI art. What this means? It's a hot topic still. I call AI art the holographic T-Rex. Why? What does a T-Rex look like? (laughs) It's big, it has short arms. And it's threatening, but it's a hologram. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of nothing. So if you aren't aware, if you're not hip to it, Ooh, for the past few months, there's been an increase in AI generated art, which is essentially collaged work from other experienced, skilled artists. It's stolen when it's used for their own gain or profit to me. It's stolen when you try to license any of these images. It's, um, it's crazy, but you take these images that, that the algorithm just, type, just searches for an aesthetic or searches for a style and then just creates it into something. I mean, some call it the future. I don't necessarily agree, but I, I understand why you would call it the future. It, it's a bit of a mixed bag online, but the general consensus is that it needs to be regulated and we need to get a handle on it. Artists who create for a living they um they feel they feel threatened they feel their livelihood threatened because of the rapid development of ai let's talk about alice and sparkle alice and sparkle well before we get into alice and sparkle let's talk about how ai art is literally how it's created you go to a website you type in a short sentence or a short prompt based on what you want to create, you can type in uh, a character you're looking to create, you can type in something about whatever that pops in your mind. Maybe you want to get an idea or have some generated art on how, I don't know, how the world will look in 2047. That's something that um, the AI system would create, the algorithm would do, pull some shit out, and then, you know, spit it back to you based upon your prompts. And that's how it worked. Alice and Sparkle was an AI generated children's book by a- I think it's Amar, Amar A M M A R Reishi, if you want to ever look him up. And he created a children's book with this character named Alice and the robot named Sparkle. The thing about AI art is this. If you're looking to try to create co- character concepts or any of that stuff, it's not easy because a lot of this a lot of the prompts that you type in, if you're looking for a consistency in a character, you're not going to get it. Because remember, this is this is generated. It's AI. It's somewhat auto. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of factors that play into this. He struggled with that. He struggled with image continuity. It came out with something close to consistent at the end, at the time it was all wrapped up. The the character Alice looked pretty consistent you could see you could still see the 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 differences and the subtleties and how things just didn't match up and things weren't consistent you saw it and of course he used AI to also write the story and the thing about AI when it comes to these things that are that are human it, it lacks life. The story was cyclical it was plotless it was directionless and it it tried. It really tried. And it received a lot of criticism from artists, readers, and it received praise for the attempt. You know, it was people who felt hopeful for what it could be. I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking, yo, could you imagine AI generating the likeness of a character that carried the likeness of another AI character that was created in a book? And somehow that author or whoever tries to sue you over that shit when that shit was stolen to begin with. Imagine the audacity. It's crazy. Now, you hear my tone. You hear my tone. Just ignore my tone. This is, that's the personal me. (laughs) I have no real problem with AI art. Why? One, we can't be replaced. And I'll get into that in a hot second. Two, it's it's just not good enough. And three, I love tech. I truly, truly love tech. Let's get this out the way. Can or will AI art replace artists? I already said this earlier, I'll say it again, no. Will it be messy? Absolutely. <laughs> will it get cleaned up? I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find some ways to, to, to regulate it and all that stuff, but AI art is an art, it's assistance. You know what, Carly, is AI art even new?
0: No, AI art is not new. I also find it important to note that there are artists who intentionally upload their art to see what we will make of it. Also, 3D art is changing now that we are more involved. Some suggest that we will replace 3D artists, I cannot say. But I want listeners to know that AI has been in art for years
1: since the early 70s we're just more sophisticated now i call ai art ai art assistance that name is accurate however artists use it and there are a lot of artists who feel like trash on the inside because they're using something that they think is sacrilegious and in their minds i'm an artist why am i using this stealing from other artists and and i'm like if you are an artist it it doesn't hit the same as someone trying to use it and completely profit from it and, and claim it as their own. It's not the same. It it is ain't the same. If you're a traditional fine artist, if you're a producer, writer, what have you, you're safe. You're so safe it's not even funny. And the value that you have just shoots up. We're having conversations, more conversations about artistic integrity at a mainstream level, mine. This isn't the first time, we're always talking about artistic integrity. It's been a thing, especially for independent artists in, in the music industry, for instance, or artists who are not as big, but are always being stolen from, from other labels and, and, and just the industry is messy. People who have those machines and the money behind them that can literally steal from you and claim it as your own and you'll be considered groundbreaking and the first to do something when you really weren't crazy. If you're a digital artist, (laughs) if you're a digital artist who creates digital art much more consistently for a living, you're nervous and you're defensive for the right reasons, but you're also safe. You'll be annoyed though, but you're, you're so safe. Trust me, you're safe. And I get it. There's so many jobs that have shifted over just the disruptive, technology. I mean, the internet, it was disruptive. I mean, it was one of the biggest disruptions in, in recent time. We're talking about how things have changed. I mean, access. The internet was so disruptive. It shifted the world. Jobs changed. Access shifted. It put the access into the user. It's, it put access into the hand of the consumer. Think about designing ads, for instance, the marketing material. It was so different years ago. You could buy CDs and you could buy things of, of that CD-ROMs back then of that type and put them in and, and, and use them. But if you were looking for graphic design or you were looking for something a little more detailed for your business, there were people who were skilled at this work. They had exclusive software that or they had expensive software the access obtaining access was a bit difficult now we have the internet we have canva we have adobe express we have photoshop lightroom we have so many different things who needs to hire these designers with exclusive or expensive software for ads when they have free design templates you can just change the colors the themes and then upload them it it took jobs but it shifted these mobile subscription-based programs and i mean honestly it it did but it did shift things but still people using these they don't you still have to have the know-how you still have to understand how to best commit convey and communicate your 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 product and your materials just because you can go to canva and express and lightroom or all those different it doesn't mean that you're good at it at the same time (laughs) and their minds are thinking we don't need graphic designers. We don't need, but let me tell you something. The same ones who you think you don't need. I'm talking to you now, the ones who they think they don't need. You have the option to step into a consulting because 600 times out of 10, they're harassing you, a professional for your feedback on their busted ass designs with that terrible font And those dumbass elements on those pictures that have no real, it just makes no sense. You just got paid. Hey, hey, Steve. Hey, Stephanie. What do you think of this design? I would then reply, I'm sorry, I'm currently working with the client. (laughs) Let's, let's schedule a consult to talk about it. Okay. You know, there's always a way. Know, know your value, know what you offer and be confident. You know what I mean? Anyway, that was a little bit of a rant, but Is the potential for what AI art is enough? (laughs) Is the fantasy enough? The fantasy. I have to say that again. Is the fantasy enough because people in support of AI art are excited for the future? Rightfully so. I am too. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Just overall, with how AI has been doing things, I, I love progression. I love movement. It's just about that. It's not really about the fact that it's AI, it's the fact that we're We're changing and we're, the the brain is remaining flexible. We're doing different things. We're learning different tasks. And even though the attention span is shrinking, if you, if you go with the, with pop, the popular culture. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you're, you're becoming someone of a demigod now. Oh, no, not a good term. But anyway, yeah, there's, um, there's a lot of AI fantasies and, and futuristic fantasies of AI and robotics and humanoids and all these delusional, deluded ideas. These, the people don't really get it. There are people in support of it just because of actions like Mr. Reishi. You know, capitalist ideals, the, the opportunities that avail themselves, that just get them hyped, tickle their little fancy. It's something new. It's something refreshing. Tech lovers in general. Like, like I said myself, I love tech. But something else I think is important to, to highlight the, um, the disabled community. I think that's something worth looking into. I think it's valuable for the disabled community. It absolutely, makes a lot of sense. I'm not as qualified to speak on that, but I think um, that would prove something useful for those within that community. Also, people think that um, AI art is, is a productivity aid it's collaborative, you know? It makes things easier. I'm I'll I'll go ahead and say this though. It comes with the cost. Again, the internet's, automation, disruptive pieces, these are all disruptive whenever you have things like this. Oh my gosh, automation in the supply chain, I mean it's dope. I've been in warehouses and factories, I've seen the new tech, all of these different machines, and I think it's so fly. You get quicker results, you have, you're have, you able to meet a demand, but the thing is, is that the more advanced, the more easier, the more you try to close this, this gap of remove patients, the higher the demand, the more of a, of a bigger machine you're having to make. Amazon delivery, hello? Do you see how people lose their shit if they don't get their shit in two days? Amazon has set a standard of this expectation of, hey, two-day shipping. Well, let me let me say it correctly. Two-day delivery from the shipping because, you know, you have to, I used to work for Amazon and people were like, I didn't get my order in two days. As soon as I placed the order, I'm like, no, it's, it's two days after it ships. That's when you res- will receive it. That's what prime delivery stands for. It doesn't stand for just two days after you click, uh proceed it doesn't work like that however that caused a problem those delivery drivers are burnt tf out they are burnt out and i mean this is because of how amazon and how these 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 the internals things have just shifted it's so disruptive you have uber and all these different i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy you know what i mean So there is always a cost when it comes to productivity and these things that make it easier for us. It's just keep that in mind. I think we have to dismantle the machine and analyze who and where the algorithm is pulling its imagery from. I think about profit and distribution, and then I get into murky territory that I'm not qualified to speak on, but it's just a thought I'm going to share it anyway. How would we distribute profit in the case of AI art? If this generated image is pulling from a database, it's pulling from an aesthetic or an art style from an artist or two or more, how would you distribute that credit? How does that work? Now I get human artists are inspired by other artists. And then we develop our own style with remnants of other people. Some don't. Do you then charge an artist or try to receive royalties for for them being inspired by your work? You see see where it gets funny? Like if I took Matt Groening's style of uh, The Simpsons, his cartooning style, and then created The Last Supper or something like that, and it got extremely well-known and successful and to where it just shifted attention to Matt Groening's style and The Simpson style. But I just had a slight variation in the, in the imagery and I did a slight variation. Maybe I added like an extra ear or something along those lines. I'd imagine Matt still receiving some type of credit or profit or some royal something, some split in that. You know what I mean? how do we figure that out is 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 there any room for us to figure that out and and what would that open up how would that change the change the the world of art you see you see where this goes it's just yeah but i think um this questioning and and the reviewing of the integrity of art i think it's i think it's so 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 beautiful <laughs> but there's a lot in my mind that uh that makes AI art sublime or close to it, about 10 feet from being sublime. It's horrifying in the sense that it has generated these images with this distorted reality, with distorted features, these weird malformed fingers and eyes that literally have nothing in them. It's, it's crazy. Have you seen The struggle that AI has with with fingers, hands, and eyes. Have you noticed that? You know what the eyes are, and you know how important the hands are according to the traditional fine artist, the traditional Renaissance artist, the traditional artist, the value of the hands. Yeah, AI art um, can accompany an experience, but not the experience itself. It's just a it's just a it's just an assistant. The fisherman, one of my paintings. It's quite literally an experience. AI art just can't create an experience. Well, let me let me rephrase. There are no experience experiences within AI art or within the machine that generates AI art. It's just a scraping of of art styles. The Fisherman is quite literally an experience. It's a lesson on my own psychology, inner dialogue, gifts neglected, discovering still, transformation. It's partly why you don't see a lot of my art. I just don't showcase my art like that because I, I have a sketch art. I have an art sketchbook or an art journal and I am, I am in there creating and writing things and using symbols for my own transformation, literally. And um, I just don't share those things. And as as we advance in Healing Artists Academy and as I roll this out more, you'll see. But this is something that it's, there are things that I have literally experienced and I am growing with. The painting grow, the art grows with me. The fisherman is growing with me. Even though I have sold Lilith growing with me, my view and understanding of Lilith has changed. It's no longer something from what it was in the beginning, it's something different now. Atum the Chief of Staves is growing completely different to me now. Totally different, I'm someone else. And the art changes as I I grow. I can't say the same happens because who is the artist? Who is the artist other than the one the machine took from? Are the programmers of the of the algorithm are they the artists? I I would think so. I would think so. We have to remember that it was programmed. This isn't this fantasy that that so many people have is there is this machine sitting here that's becoming sentient and stealing and reposting and sharing and twisting and morphing and mutating it's that's not the case there are humans behind this the humans behind ai art the human the programmers are an artist indeed they're just different they're not painters necessarily maybe they are some aren't some are science is an art technology is an art it is it is most definitely an artist behind it but ai art in and of itself is a tool and it's okay to see it that way. Artists shouldn't feel like shit for using it either. However, I would highly recommend holding off on creating characters and creating art around it and claiming it as yours. I would hold off on that. I would just give it a, give it a second. If there's something you can do around making it your own, sure, do, do what you will. I'm one to think that over time it will get better in the sense of hands and and eyes and, and all of that. I used the app uh, just to test it. I used Lenza, the app that a lot of people were using to change their profile images. I threw some money towards it and I generated 100 images of myself. And there were some that I looked deformed I had like a white eye. My eye went the other direction. My face was extremely distorted. Some of the images were pixelated and just terrible. Yeah, no. It has a long way to go before it looks good and where people may struggle with finding that it, it has no soul. And <laughs> it takes some time before we begin to see something that gives off semblance of a soul, something there. But until then, nothing's going to look sexy enough to think we're going to be like, oh, this is hard to determine if this was done by a digital artist or if this was done by artificial intelligence. Until then, artists, let me tell you something. Ooh, in these next few years, let me tell you how much you're going to be valued and appreciated. This is such a great time for artists. I'm telling you. Do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. And if your art is centered in healing, my goodness, you are, you might want to hide and just do your thing and create and and, and win because your value is, is crazy right now. My artists and art healers, those of you who who know the power that you have, the sight, the power of sight that we all have and the power of emotion and the ability to literally manifest from the canvas. My goodness, the world we've made and made over and over again. It's major, it's so major. This is why I i have a hard time being able to sit with myself, realizing that I have a gift such as this. It's pretty major. It's major. But at the end of the day, AI art is a tool. Don't worry about it. Never forget the hands and the eyes. The hands has been one of the oldest, the oldest recorded paintings in history. The hands are so important. The cave of hands, look it up. <laughs> it's a serious thing. So when I see this struggle with hands and eyes, I truly wonder. It, it really is a testament to how you cannot You just can't box with God, you know. (laughs) Hi, it's dope. I'm out, guys. I will catch you some other time. I'm not going to promise consistency here because I am literally, literally doing a lot. And I mean, good lot. Good lots. Not just busy. I'm not busy in the sense in the past where it was just busy working just to work to where i was depleting myself and drink no i am truly unavailable right now (laughs) i'm so sorry but i'm not at the same time the direction of my life has shifted and i am literally driving up a my god (laughs) i don't even know what's happening there's Sometimes we don't even have an idea of how our lives go the direction that they go. We create imagery and we, the things that even I've drawn and I've sketched for myself during many times. And the, the way that I'm going and the direction that I'm heading to, and I would have never thought. I, however, what I will say is this. It is to get me to where I have dreamt of for years. And I am extremely grateful for that. I haven't shared all my wins. Not because I feel as though someone is jealous or they're going to take something away or it's just rubbing it in people's faces. It's just that I'm saving these moments to share at a later date. But I have never experienced the changes that I, I have. Never in my life. I never would have thought this would have happened. The things that I'm living and at and, and, Seriously, I will tell you in time. Some of you already know, but I will tell you more in time. However, I will catch you later. Oh, my goodness. Yo, let's talk about um, real quick before I head out, though. One of my loves, I have been enjoying K-drama. Korean dramas on Netflix. Some of them, there's one that hasn't been dubbed, which is E-Taiwan Class. Oh, my goodness. God, Eat Taiwan class is a slow burn of a K drama. I've been loving the rom coms. When you when you are extremely busy or you're really working hard and you're serving serving your people, it's you. Sometimes you just gotta ball up into some oversized sweats. You sit in the bed with one of your favorite snacks, or you're up late at night watching whatever you want to watch for me and for like the past few months I have been in all of the k-drama we're talking business proposal remarriage and desires oh my god oh there have been and I mean they have literally convinced me to get a Samsung Galaxy Flip 4 which by the way has been one of my favorite purchases in a long time long time I mean I have so many K-dramas. I And I mean, I finished them, I finished them. I mean, I've seen some of the other ones like the zombie ones and all that stuff, Sweet Home and all that stuff. The one where they're in the high school and there's a zombie apocalypse in the high school, you know, that one, what's another one? I don't know, I've been watching a lot and it's just been, there's this one about this. this one, it's almost like a revenge story and they bullied this this young girl when she was in uh, high school, I think they were like burning her with irons and all this stuff. And then she got revenge on them one by one. And it was just it was great. I love it. I love a good revenge story. I'm not that guy, but I just love it because <laughs> I hate bullies. <laughs> um, if you're if you're into K-dramas like me and you just me. Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. This is what happens. I get excited and I start ranting. The podcast episode is over, and here I go. But um, yeah, for my K drama lovers, if you ever want to talk K dramas, and if you ever want to put me on something, right now I'm only into the dubs because I tend to, I tend to work. I'm on my laptop at the same time for some of them, but I'm I'm highly attentive to them because they're just so good. Oh my God, Juvenile Justice. Oh, that was another good one. That was another good one. Is it raining right now? That might be why I'm starting to feel cozy and shit. That's why I'm talking about this. <laughs> it just started raining and I'm, I'm in a, right now I'm in a, a full oversized sweat suit set. So I'm, being, I'm thinking, uh, I may just, I may just cut one on, <laughs> finish what I'm watching right now. Yeah, check out some K-dramas. My K-drama lovers, please, please, we need to form a group and we got to talk about K-dramas. I'm out, though. Peace.
0: (laughs) I was programmed to say this. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode as it relates to me. Please ensure to follow Justin Green at TheJustinGreen on Instagram, his website, TheJustinGreen.com, and find him on YouTube as well. If my performance has been excellent to him, I will be returning for the future podcast episodes. Just something I thought you should know. But please know, I am here to stay.